everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to Hop Culture. Today is an official meeting of the Hop Culture Book Club, and we're going to be discussing the book How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis, LPC. But before we get into that, I have a little question that I wanted to bring to the group. And we'd love to hear from you guys on Instagram, too, because I just I'm curious to get people's responses to this. So here's the scenario. Imagine you work at a place where every week you have a department meeting with about 50 people. It's over Zoom and someone chooses the song that's going to just play as you like are waiting for people to get into the meeting and waiting for it to start. Now, not only do they play the song, but they if there's a music video, they like embed the associated music video so that you're actually watching that. And at the bottom of the screen, it'll say courtesy of whoever selected it. So with that in mind, oh, and keep in mind, there's about like 50 people, most of them like different ages and stuff, but the average person is a white male in his 30s married with like some kids. And you haven't met most of these people. It sounds Even though you work together. Terrifying. You work so <laughs> sounds all of that, all of that scenario, what song do you pick? I quit. <laughs> That sounds horrible. horrible. Um, I mean, I it's like, do you pander to the crowd or do you pick something authentically you? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it well oh, go ahead. how do you pick a music video that is like not ever so slightly NSFW? Because mm-hmm. like music yeah. videos are tricky. I feel like if you want to pick a song that panders to the male 30 somethings, like you could pick like a Weezer mm-hmm. song. I thought of Weezer too. Now imagine, imagine that Weezer was already done. All of Weezer, you can't pick a no, single but I'm, other song. Maybe like your your arch rival at work picked a Weezer oh, song, and no. you need to not choose that. Mm. Oh, Man. that's a wrinkle that you did not include. Yeah, you when you briefed have us, told us that. Okay, my safe choice, the choice that would pander to the crowd would probably be something by the killers because their music videos are usually pretty clean. Well, I don't know. I don't know if all of them, but like the ones I've seen, you know, they're they're not too out there. You know, it's a band that most 30 something white guys like and I like them too, so it would be like authentically me. Um if I was going like genuine me, this is what you should know about me. I would probably pick the Forever Country compilation from, I think it was like some kind of CMT awards in like 2012 (laughs) or something. Um, I like to watch that when I need to cry or like feel just like joy and like serotonin. Um, So that, and it's also long, so it would kill some time in the meeting as well. But and it's very – I mean, not only is it clean, it's – I mean, it's family-friendly. It's wholesome wholesome Americana, like, at its best. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. – A country mm-hmm. – yeah, there are so many good country videos. Yeah, there's so many good country mm-hmm. videos, and it would give warm fuzzies. So that would be, like, what I would want to pick, but a safe choice would be The Killers, probably. I think – you should choose a One Direction song and just actually, that's such a good choice. Just, just embrace mm-hmm. the Red Nose Day friends. one. You don't need respect. I spent hours watching One Direction videos in yeah. preparation, <laughs> trying to pick one, and then I just and then I just called it. I said I can't. I scrapped that idea. Uh, story <laughs> of my life. Yeah, oh, like that's a story, story of my life. life was the one I was going to do. Oh, I was ready. No. And then I, forgot and then I woke up in sweet. the middle of the night. I woke up at <gasps> the start and I said, I can't do that. Why? <laughs> Why? 
Because that is too authentically weird, it's I think. It's too vulnerable. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like, they're not going to, no one's watching this. You're forcing a group of people to listen to this mm-hmm. song. So you have to think, like, they're going to resent you if they don't like it. Well, that's any, I mean, that's not. Who doesn't that's like the story song. of my life, Yeah, Grace? And they probably mm-hmm. haven't seen the music video, so they're like, wait, this is actually really sweet. I could, they're, the people at my work are pretty nice. It could have gone okay, mm-hmm. but I just was like. I didn't want something that was too close to my mm-hmm. heart. I well, get that. What about a different boy band, BTS? Ooh, that's fun. Those Ooh. music videos are so mesmerizing that I just think everybody likes them. And they're so of the moment. Yeah, they're so of the moment. Like it's sort of like, well, people should know about BTS, even if it's not like their. That would thing. have been a good choice, but I'm not into BTS. I don't know any of their music or music videos. Well, you didn't ask. What should I choose? You asked, what would you choose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that that would be a great one, I think. That would be What about Taylor Swift, the man? Ooh, I was going to suggest Taylor Swift, the man. Yeah. I like, ooh, I like that. A forced learning time. Mm -hmm. And then you should, like, directly after the meeting, um, try to get a raise. Mm -hmm. They'll just have to give it to you. (laughs) Amazing idea. Well, what'd you pick, Grace? I picked Pain by Jimmy Eat World. Oh, so you played to the audience. I played to the audience, but I played to my own junior high Mm -hmm. self. Like my friends and I used to listen to that album constantly. And so I was also playing to like nostalgia. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't, I was trying not to be too cool, like too like, I'm playing into, you know, like, I didn't want it to seem like I have fine taste in music. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like anyone would really consider that, like, high art necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a nostalgic thing that we all enjoyed. But it's so, not so on the nose nostalgia that it's like, <laughs> yeah, we all love like, Backstreet Boys, even though I love Backstreet Boys. But you know what exactly, I mean? It's not yeah. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was mean to anyone that loves Backstreet Boys. I no, do we all too. love Backstreet okay. but like <laughs> it's yeah. You don't want to see yeah. You don't want to. It's just so difficult. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, go to go to Facebook. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> go to www.facebook.com. <laughs> uh, go to Instagram and please tell us what you would pick, and Claire will take a screenshot and send it to me so I can see. Yeah. Okay, Grace. I am excited to see what people say. Yeah. Okay, let's switch gears and talk about how to keep house while drowning. I was the one who originally found the book. Um, I think it came about very organically. I think I had Googled ADHD, how to keep house clean or (laughs) or something along those lines. Um, And I just kind of happened upon the book. And I wasn't aware that like Casey Davis kind of was big on social media and stuff like yeah, I just, I found it organically, um, and I just decided to read it, even though the title of it really makes me sad <laughs> for myself, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I it's not that I feel like I'm drowning per se, but, but it sounded like, from the description that I had read, like, just good handy tips on keeping your house tidy when you're not very good at it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. sometimes you're just drowning at keeping the house tidy yeah yeah that's my one we're all just drowning a little bit yeah drowning in life yeah Yeah. so it's not necessarily that for this to apply to you it's not like oh i need to have some big crisis going on it's just like if this is like an issue for me (laughs) just keeping the house clean (laughs) even if life is okay like i think i think it could be for you um And I think for me, this was a great time of year to read this book because summer is really staring me down. And, you know, anyone with kids knows that summer is the time when, like, the house just completely goes off the rails. And it's just hard because obviously the kids are home, but you also want to prioritize, like, fun things. There's so much pressure to, like, be out doing things and, you know, fun and big outings and stuff. And that's great, but it just leaves less room. Not only does it leave less time to pick up and like keep the house tidy, but it also just getting out the door, like 
swimming, any of those big outings, I feel like create a big mess too, just like in the house as we're trying to get out the door. So I always get really frustrated with the house over the summer. So I feel like this was like a good, it got me in a good headspace heading into this time of year. Um, And I wanted to give a little disclaimer. I feel like during this episode, we're going to talk a lot about like, I almost feel like we're going to be like othering people whose homes are clean most of the time. And if that's you, that's great. Like, it's not it's not a matter of like, well, we prioritize what really matters, which is spending time with our children so our houses fall apart. It's like, no, lots of people are great at keeping their house clean, and they're also amazing at prioritizing other things too. So if that's you, that's awesome, and we hope that you still enjoy this episode, but it might not be like aimed at you as much, and that's okay. Is that a weird disclaimer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. To be everything to everyone. Well, I've seen <laughs> so it was trying to be everything to everyone. I've seen some posts. Okay, let me tell you where this sprang from. My anxiety it sprang from. I've seen some posts on social media that I agree with, but they're like, some of us do have clean houses and we shouldn't have to apologize. Some of us do cook home cook meals and that's normal and stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's great. Like we all have things that <laughs> no we're gonna ask you to apologize for, like, and we're trying to make ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Good we're insecure. <laughs> no, if you've reposted those things. I'm sure that's great. But like, <laughs> I get, I know, you're right. I'm disclaiming it. <laughs> it's not oh, great. Just cut the disclaimer out completely. <laughs> no. And I do feel like sometimes like these things, I think just like out of jealousy or out of wanting to make ourselves feel better. It's like, if I don't do something a certain way, it must be because that way is like wrong. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be that way, but like it just, that just happens sometimes. So like, yeah. I Or like how if someone else's life looks perfect, you like, you should know that, that they're like fighting their own demons. Yeah. What's beneath the surface? They're hiding yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Totally. Some, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's something sinister brewing. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, there's sometimes people sometimes are just better at they, certain yeah. things or they care yeah. more about certain things. They're and slightly more functional than you, like, but not they're not more worthy than you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Tess. Yeah. Snaps. I, That's exactly. I, I have, there's this one girl in, in my ward who, I just think she's perfect. And so subconsciously, I'm always trying to find like a flaw. (laughs) And I just made it into her house recently. And it was as like adorable and clean as I thought. It's devastating. There were like pieces of Chopin music on her piano. No way. But she's like really nice. I just was mad. I just am always like a little ticked off. But anyway... Uh, speaking of being ticked off and having lots of emotions, I think we should start with the emotions that we feel around cleaning and keeping our house looking a certain way. So what are some of your like recurring negative thoughts or feelings? I have so many. (laughs) I don't think we have time to get through all the ones I wrote down. Um, I have this belief that I just need like three days of intense, uninterrupted work, and then things would be like permanently under control. Like if I could just have a chunk of time, I could re, you know, I could deep clean everything, reorganize everything, get everything put away, and then it would be like maintainable if I could only have like the time to myself to get things back under control. And then, and only then, could we like host people more and I'd be more spontaneous because I'd invite people over on a whim because I'd be so on top of things. It wouldn't be so intimidating and I could enjoy, I could actually enjoy, you know, being in my kids' bedrooms instead of being like stressed out because they're so messy. You know, it's like, I just feel like my life would really turn around (laughs) if like I could just have the time to like fully in my what I have perceived as to be like get things under control. I feel like my my whole life would change. My negative self-talk is that um I'm like I only have two kids and I'm a stay-at-home mom. What am I doing if not tidying my house? Like other people are somehow 
managing to do this when they have like full-time jobs or like they're a lot busier or they have more kids. And I'm just like, there is something wrong with me that I cannot mm-hmm. keep my house tidy. And it's I'm just like very frustrated like at myself for that because I feel like I should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always, I, you're right, Claire, there's so many, but one that came to mind was that, and mom, if you're listening, I don't want you to blame yourself for this, but I always compare myself to our mom because she, (laughs) me too, she really was genuinely so good. She's just good at keeping places clean and tidy. And our, our dad kind of also knew like his jobs. And so he always just kind of kept up on that. Yeah, they really so, had like, like I a never rhythm. hate cleaning my bathroom. Yeah, because yeah. My, our dad always cleaned all the bathrooms. And so anyway, it's just sometimes people will be like, Oh, your parents are so on top of things or like, with your mom, you must be just so like people will say that to me sometimes like with your mom, you must just be so organized. And it's a lot of I'm pressure. Just, like, embarrassed because I'm like, <laughs> I could not be less like my mom in that way. Like I'm just so so much worse than Tess, her. You're but I have to way remember, too hard on yourself. I was just at your house. house. The mom I knew was, you know, she wasn't my age. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I think she probably was really tidy back when she was our our age. But our rooms like, would be little. Maybe she our room would be a together. disaster. Our like, rooms, yeah. Little, you just can't avoid it. Grace, do you remember the yeah. um the playroom in our old house? Mm-hmm. And it was really actually as a kid, I thought it was a room. It was just a closet, but I thought it was a room. I don't believe <laughs> that's so that's true. true. That's, there's no it way was. it was a closet. It that was. was a it totally room. was a closet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember that really it would get it into so it would just be like you couldn't even walk. I mean, it was yeah, a closet. I remember the floor being just absolutely covered, mm-hmm. and now that I remember. Like realize it was just a closet. I'm like, okay, yeah, actually, like, <laughs> that doesn't take long for that to happen. <laughs> a story I tell myself is that like, if there's tasks around the house that it seems that only I care about, I shouldn't ask for help with them or expect help with them because no one else seems mm-hmm. to care. But that turns into like a lot of resentment. You know, like, well, that's hard. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anyone else cares if there's piles everywhere because I'm the only one who ever puts them away. So I can't really ask for help, you know, because it affects me. I'm the only one it seems to affect, but then I'm like mad about that, you know? So that makes everyone not like you. It's toxic. Yeah. It is absolutely, it's toxic. (laughs) Yeah. It's a made up thing. (laughs) Through no one else has ever told me that. It's just I've perceived that and turned that into a story I tell myself. I tell myself that, and I, this is a truth. I don't think that this is like a, a lie I tell myself, but that people will see me as less functional or as like less of an adult if mm-hmm. my house is messy or they'll come in and they'll think that I'm like in crisis or they'll feel sorry for me <laughs> if my house is messy. Mm-hmm. Because oh, Grace, all that's four so of true. those things have happened That is really me. true. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And it's okay, but the, reading this book and having her say, like, you can be, like, a responsible, functional, happy, kind adult, and your house can be a total mess. Mm-hmm. I was like, you could be functional and messy. Mm-hmm. No one has mm-hmm. ever said that. That's so, that's that's so true. true. Nobody gives you permission. And also, I liked that she said, you don't have to have children mm-hmm. to have a messy home. Because mm-hmm. I've been messy... Like, Gwen yeah. is not the problem. If anything, <laughs> yeah. she, I agree that, like, kids sometimes make it easier <laughs> for some reason to keep It's easier to home, care so. for someone else sometimes if it's, like, making mm-hmm. dinner. You're a lot more likely to cook for kids than you are to cook for, like, yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so Yeah, true. I used to mm-hmm. never, like, really clean. And now I'm constantly cleaning. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it's, like, at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of things that I'm successful in. You know, it's not like... Things aren't completely crumbling around me, but if you look in my house right now, like it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not great in here. <laughs> but you're right. That and that's okay. That section of talking about how, yeah, you can be functional and like be thriving and just have, you know, your house be messy is like 
they they don't necessarily correlate. And I was like, that's revolutionary. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so true. It, it really is a revolutionary thought. <laughs> and, that, and also, I know we're going to talk about this more, but like, maybe we just dive into it. Is she talks about how a big thing she talks about is how the state of your home is not is morally neutral. Yeah. And that is another thing that I just has really clicked with me lately that I'm like how clean your whether it's your house, your car, or your desk or whatever. It really does not <laughs> I don't know, we we tend to just really praise and like act like you're a better person if your house is clean. You hear people mm-hmm. say like, oh, mm-hmm. so-and-so, she keeps such a clean house, her house is spotless. And I'm like, not that it's not, that's great, but it's like of all the things to praise people for, it's just not that important at the end of the day, yeah. you know? But like mm-hmm. we put so much emphasis on it as far as like judging each other, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to push back on that more now. Yeah, I like, I love that. Like she was, she um kind of defined like morality is like the goodness or badness of your character and yeah so like your house being clean is morally neutral and i feel like that was kind of like the main takeaway for me from the book Mm -hmm. because i feel like yeah sometimes i'm like oh i must be like really lazy or like Mm -hmm. but it's like no it actually i mean it matters to have a tidy house, like, for functionality purposes, but mm-hmm. not really for – it doesn't really define whether you're, like, a good or bad person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's give a little background on Casey and what led her to, re- to write this book. Casey had her second baby in February of 2020. She knew she was prone to postpartum anxiety, so she worked really hard to set up a great support system with rotating help before she gave birth. But that totally fell apart in March of 2020 when the pandemic shutdown started. Pretty soon, she was exhausted and struggling with her mental health while trying to take care of a toddler and a baby. She posted a video on TikTok of her messy house as kind of a keeping it real moment that she thought other moms would smile at and relate to. Instead, she got a comment that just said, lazy. She'd always struggled with feeling inadequate because tidiness did not come naturally to her as a creative person with undiagnosed ADHD. But as hard as being stuck inside for a year was, she said she was really grateful for the experience because it really forced her to examine her relationship to her home and how she had placed so much moral weight on her ability to keep it clean. She had some big mindset shifts, and that's where this book sprang from. I just want to comment on... The lazy comment mm-hmm. because like people will just comment the most the meanest stuff. <laughs> so mean, mean things. Just the word lazy, lazy. It's like, so mean. What a lazy and I can comment first of all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can totally see that comment though. Like when I scrolled through the comments, like there are so many like that on things. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. well, even who wrote this. I went on her TikTok um before the episode and she still gets mean comments or like i raised five children and when my kids were little i had them pick up with me and like just kind of like the well i managed to do mm-hmm. it kind of thing or just like i <laughs> there was one that it said something like i don't understand how in all caps <laughs> this got so messy or something so she like picks them and will like respond to specific comments which are it's always funny when people do that Mm-hmm. But she was quoting one. She was like, let me explain how he's got this bad. Um, so it's like she's still getting those comments like current yeah. day. People just – I don't get it. Why people feel the need to just make people just feel – Yeah, scroll on by. It's like if yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want my house that messy, fine. Don't have your house that messy. It's not any of your business. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think – that's like the hardest part in not judging yourself and like being really hard on yourself about having a messy house sometimes is like you might know it's morally neutral, but like other people mm-hmm. don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're still worried about like people's judgment. Yeah. And it's hard to yeah. like really believe something good about yourself when you feel like other people are believing something bad about well, you. Well, we oh, probably so true. we've all had people like Grace said, she's had comments. Some of them mm-hmm. I know probably from me and I yeah. <laughs> feel really bad about that. Not like I'd walk in and be like, this place is a pigsty, but just like 
wanting to help you organize things. Not exclusively from you. Thank you. I will say that. Thank you. By a long shot. From everyone in the family. Everyone in the family. Everyone in the family. Mm -hmm. But I mean. (laughs) My house gets really messy. (laughs) We've all had probably people say something disparaging about like a space in our home, whether Mm -hmm. jokingly, but it it hurts a little bit or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's happened. And so you're right. It's like it's easy to. Tell myself like I sound like such a cry for help. But like, like, I know I'm a good person with a good heart, but it is hard to not feel like shame, you know, when yeah. there's just yeah. like. Well, it's one thing to let go of like bullying yourself. Like I feel like I at this point I'm pretty gentle with myself, mm-hmm. but then when you you just know what other people are thinking, it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just, just mad like they're that. thinking it. Exactly. I don't want someone thinking something about me. <laughs> it's so true. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. I ask for your help. If I need your help, I'll ask for it. It's Grace, that's yeah. so true. You can be so confident in yourself, but it's just the annoyance of like, I know what they're thinking and I don't like it, even if I know it's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the next hurdle of like maturity that I have to get to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working yeah. on it. That's and It's not going to come to me for a while. Even in having this conversation, I'm feeling self-conscious. I'm like, people are probably going to think my house looks like hoarders. My house is not yeah, that dirty. Like, it's not that messy. It's <laughs> pretty average, I think. Like, I'm like – Yeah, Claire's house No, I'm not, not seeking for praise. Truly. No, but like it- – Claire's house is above average clean. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mine's average. I wouldn't say above. It is when but you guys come over because I Now we're complimenting before. you on it, which is, again, turning it into sort of like a moral – We're not – Yeah, don't thing. comment on it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying she's better nope. than me. Yeah. No, but I was it's just saying just... I was complimenting her house like, oh, Claire keeps a clean house. And then I was like, well, if we really don't give a moral <laughs> judgment, I shouldn't say Exactly. That. It's not a compliment. Claire is a good person worthy of love. <laughs> worthy of love no matter what. <laughs> uh, one thing that – another revolutionary thing, this book addressed something that no other – organization book has ever addressed which was her her five things system clean five things item number one was pick up all the trash and mm-hmm. no one ever mm-hmm. starts with pick up the trash they always assume mm-hmm. that there's not trash <laughs> lying around <laughs> and so for me to read a book that said step one pick up all the trash i was like I feel seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> first time in a self-help book. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so true. Can I tell a horrifying story related to that? Absolutely. Uh, the other day, it's just mostly just embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing. It's morally neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other day, I walked into our house and I was like, "Ew, it smells so bad!" And I was like sniffing around. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, Luke, can you take out that?" Taco Bell bag filled with diapers. And as yeah, it was that was the culprit. But <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We all we all get into trashy wrecks. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. When I clean my kids' rooms, half of it is garbage. Like, there just is garbage. You're right. That's such a good point, Grace. I'd never really thought about that. But so many organizations are, like, cleaning things are going right to, like, scrubbing behind the toilet with your little motorized brush you talked about last week. Or, like, <laughs> you know, a, a, a catch-all system for a command center for mail and your calendar. And I'm like, we're so... Not even to that point. <laughs> my mail is basics. in my car. All of my mail <laughs> is in my car, unsorted. That's so true. Um, and I think one thing we should also, we're going to kind of jump into just like, we have a bunch of bullet points. We probably won't get to most of them because we've already, I, we all, did we all like the book? I really liked it mm-hmm. a lot. I, I liked it. It, Yeah, I had some complaints. Oh, but Oh, okay. We'll get to it. those in a second. But I should say, I don't think Casey, like, it's this is not a book like saying like it's it's good to live in a you know a disastrous house that isn't serving you well just go with it. She's trying to give you practical tips to like but her big thing is functionality. So her philosophy is that she repeats several times is you don't exist to serve your space, your space exists to serve you. And a big thing she says is like 
it doesn't, what's functional for one person might not be functional for another, but if it's functional, it's fine. It doesn't have to look a certain way to be functional. So like if your pile of shoes by the front door works just fine, you don't have to change that system unless you want to, but it might not be like the first thing you need to address, you know? So I don't want to give people the idea that like the whole point of the book is just to like be like, just accept that your house is a disaster and it always will be. You know, she's... Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good distinction yeah. to make. Okay, so we want to talk a little bit about the book and some of the ideas that we got from it. But there's so many that we liked that I think we're each just going to pick one just to keep it short. So I'll start. Um, mine was when she said that care tasks are cyclical um, and so not everything needs to be at like the same point in the cycle mm-hmm. at the same time, which basically just means like your whole house doesn't have to be perfectly clean at the same time, which is something that I always think. Me and too. so that's why I get into like short bursts of like everything clean every like two weeks. But in between then it's just like a sty because okay that's that's a that's an exaggeration but between then i kind of let things go sometimes because i'm like well i just don't have time to clean i don't have time to fold all the laundry do all the dishes you know vacuum i don't have time for all of that and so she basically says it's not realistic for your whole house to be perfectly clean at once Um, And things can be at different points in the cycle all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can have a giant pile of laundry that you need to get to, but all your dishes can be clean and your, you know, floors can be vacuumed. And then, you know, the next day your floors can be a little bit dirty and you can get to your laundry. You don't have to, you don't have to have like these bursts of getting Mm -hmm. everything done all at once, like and you don't have to expect that of yourself every single day that your house will always just be – every room will be at the same level of cleanliness. Yeah. Which is – like you said, it seems like it should be common sense, but it does feel that way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like ugh, I just mopped and it's already – you know, I've just been folding laundry for two hours and I come upstairs and like there's crumbs everywhere. And it's like that's just life, unfortunately. <laughs> um, one point that I liked was – when she talked about how difficult it can be to get like a task initiation so that sometimes our our issue isn't really motivation. Like if we were to get started on something, we could keep going with it for a while. It's not that we're like unwilling to do the chore, but getting yourself to move from one thing to start whatever task it is can be really hard. And I noticed that I've been trying to do that lately or I've done it a couple times where I'll be like heating something up in the microwave and while it's heating, I get bored. And so I decide to like kill time by like unloading the dishwasher or loading the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I realized reading this, I was like, oh, that's a good task initiation is when I'm waiting to heat up food or, you know, something like that, that normally I get antsy and I'm just sort of like prowling around the house it's a good time to do some sort of small chore that I would normally put off. Yeah, I loved I loved all of her ideas for like initiating a task. And the wait time one was my favorite because she suggested also like pairing the wait time with like a reward of some kind. So she was like, when I bake something, I say while it's in the oven, I'm going to like, you know, do X, Y, Z like care task. We should probably define care task. She uses that term instead of chores because she, again, it's like you don't exist to serve your space. You're a person who deserves care and like the people in your life deserve care. So you're taking care of people rather than like your house. Um, But, and, or she's like, some days I say I'm going to give myself the night off from cooking dinner. And so I reward myself with DoorDash. But while I'm waiting for the DoorDash, I like do something around the house and I was like okay that's so sweet and great <laughs> like I yeah she just seems like the book was just so gentle you know and like mm-hmm. it was so humanizing so yeah so I thought that was such a great idea to like reward be like okay at the end of this I get to have a treat you know like while my treat's baking I'm going to do something productive or whatever 
I I liked that too. One of her suggestions was body doubling, which is like you have someone, maybe you like invite someone over to your house so they can keep you company while you're like working mm-hmm. on cleaning or whatever you're trying to do. And I was like, there's no way that I could do that because I cannot like talk to someone and accomplish something at the same time. Like it takes so much mental energy for me to clean or accomplish a care task that like I couldn't do that. But one time I saw a reel where a girl was talking about like body doubling and people in the comments were like, just make sure that you're being like, transparent about the fact that you're inviting someone over to be your body double like because I can't count the number of times that like someone has invited me over and I realized that like they are just using me um to like keep them what? Me while they're doing oh my word. this happens to you a lot I've never like, heard of this happening how do I was like I <laughs> And also oh, recently that learned that this was a thing. Someone using you. Isn't that them just wanting to like... They enjoy your company. Yeah, you. exactly. They like you. <laughs> but like, how do you have... Because so I would only do that with like close friends. Yeah, so like, do they yeah, have true. that many... I actually have done body double. I didn't know what this... I didn't know what it was called that. Um, but I have had a friend over who was supposed to just hang out with me while I cleaned. But eventually she couldn't get me to do the cleaning and so she was cleaning and like they got, Grace, get something done. And she'd like give me little tasks to do. Was so. it mom? <laughs> I invited mom over one time to help me organize my kitchen and then mom just organized my kitchen. Yeah, mom would be yeah, the ultimate body count. double. Mom, yeah, mom is probably the one leaving that comment. I can't count how many times <laughs> it's true. my children have invited me. me on a trip to their house and then saddled me with chores. I feel like in college, this is the sort of thing that would happen a lot, though. Like, I'm not thinking of any That's time it happened to me, yeah. but I feel like in college, there's lots of times where, like, I can remember in the dorms, you know, girls would just be like, come with me to go return to this book. Or, yeah, come with, like, you just want a yeah, buddy, you know? So but, like, like, I would like to do it. I always loved going along on air. Yeah, it's more people. just like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's, you, I don't know, I'm like, I think they're We're pretty transparent. This, this poor commenter. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> um, okay, well, I liked the part where she was talking about, um, like, maintaining a space and how it's good to kind of have a plan in place so that you don't have to, like, spend your time thinking about, like, okay, I have some time to clean this. Like, what do I need to do? Like, it's good to kind of have your top priorities for each room um, or each task so that you know, like, if you only have a little bit of time, like, these are the things that must be done. And then you could have, you know, some ideas of things that could be done. Um, And so I think sometimes we get, like, really carried away, though, in our cleaning schedules or plans that we make. And so she said, a simple plan to keep a space livable is better than an over overwhelming plan to keep a space perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kind of had like three rules for making a plan or a schedule for yourself. And the first one was, the list is here to serve me. I do not serve this list. So the way that your list serves you is um, by taking away the burden of decision-making, which I feel like for me is really helpful because I I do get just kind of overwhelmed if I'm, like, in a room and I'm like, okay, I need to clean it. Like, I, I get kind of like, what should I clean first? And I just kind of, like, bounce around. Um, and then the second one is missing days is morally neutral. So... I think that's important when you're, like, building a a cleaning schedule is, like, you need to think about, like, if you skip that day, like, is everything going to fall apart or is it going to be okay? Because, like, if it's something where you have to go back and complete the days that you missed in addition to your current day, then, like, you're just, you're never going to, you're never going to want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the third one is, I do not have to complete the whole task. So 
um, if you have a clean, if you have a day that's like clean the bathrooms and you only get to one of the bathrooms, that's okay. Like it's morally, morally neutral. So mm-hmm. I thought that was helpful. And I have created a little cleaning schedule for myself and it is very gentle and <laughs> very like, <laughs> it's very open-ended. So like each day is a different category of rooms so like one day is like bedrooms one day is living spaces you know and and then I have like kind of an itemized list of like what I can clean in those rooms so that I don't have to think about it but I also am like I don't have to do everything on the list I just kind of do like the most necessary things um depending like what I have time for and it I like it. It's been really good. A thing she talked about a lot is just how, like, good enough is perfect was a phrase she uses a lot. And Mm -hmm. how the perfectionism mindset is just so – It's I mean, it's something we know that, like, when some – you have this perception that, like, if I can't, you know, completely revitalize this room from top to bottom, then I'm just going to wait till I have time to do that, you know? And it's like – and she talked about that with laundry, how, like – for a long time after her baby was born, this was so relatable. They just pulled clean laundry out onto the laundry room floor and they just picked clothes out of that for like months. <laughs> and that is how my family lives a lot of the time too. And it is something I have a lot of shame over, honestly. And I always am like, if I just had three hours to fold all of this and put all of it away and clean out the outgrown clothes out of my kids drawers then from then on like it will be maintainable and it's like or I could just try like going and folding you know I don't even fold tossing their clothes into their baskets for 10 minutes and like if I want to do more I can you know but it's just I have this attitude of like oh man I gotta tackle the laundry but it's like I don't usually have three hour uninterrupted stretches to do a task Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's just better to start with like what you can do she also said elevating yeah. your functioning is better than nothing. And I was like, oh, I like that. Just like a little way you could elevate is like better than nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am going to talk a little bit about speaking of shame. There are a couple t- uh, sections where she talked about shame that I really liked. So one is she talked about resting in shame, which I felt so <laughs> – I was like, oh, that's so relatable. <laughs> Basically just the idea that like – when you have this attitude that unless everything's perfect, then like you're a bad person essentially or lazy or not a real adult or whatever your belief is, that when you do rest, because we all have to rest sometimes, you're doing it in guilt and shame and like feeling bad for resting. And that she was like, that's just an exhausting way to live. And I was like, oh man, it is exhausting. <laughs> like, it's really exhausting <laughs> to feel like you have to earn, like, a rest, basically. But the thing is, is, like, I think – I kind of do think you have to earn a rest a yeah, little bit. Like, do. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I'm still kind of, like, trying to figure out how I feel about that idea because I'm like, I do think there are – you should do the things, like, you need to do before you take leisure time, you know, like – I don't know. I'm I'm not saying yes to that necessarily. Like, I can't decide well, where I, I like stand on that. I think it can depend kind of. because like you get to decide what the things are that you need to do first off. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you are consistently not getting rest every day, the things that you need to do are maybe is too long of a list and you need to cut some of them out. And also – I think that if it helps you function better to get things done first, then you should do that because you Mm -hmm. can feel like relaxed after. But at the same time, like if something comes up or you just really don't like you just put it off, I don't think you need to feel like you can't rest if you really are like tired or there's Mm -hmm. something fun going on or there's like you're prepping for a trip or like, you know, any number of things that could come up. I think you could still take your rest. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. so true. I think you could just like ask yourself when rest will be, will like be the best for you, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because it's different all the time. But sometimes like I always, yeah, I always feel like I have to 
get stuff done first. And usually that is what makes me feel the most restful when I, but like sometimes, you know, it's just so much, you have so much to do that there's like no way that you will ever <laughs> get to rest well, and it, that day if you have to tackle everything first. It sends you into that like, what is it, like revenge procrastination where you stay up way too late doing like scrolling social media or something that you don't really want to do, but you're just like feeling guilty and crummy because you're like, oh, I should have done this tonight and I didn't. And now I'm just going to like waste time, but I feel like bad after, you know, and instead of saying, you know, I've gotten everything, like I've gotten, you know, the kids' backpacks out and like, you know, we'll be functional in the morning to get where we need to go on time, but I'm not going to tackle Laundry Island tonight because I'm really tired and I'm going to rest before I go to bed, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, a conscious, she was really big on just functionality and I found that like very relatable. Um, and I think, well, like you're saying a conscious something that makes me feel better about resting even if I didn't get done everything that I meant to that day is like ahead of time I will decide like okay I'm tired my ending point is going to be this thing mm-hmm. you know whatever thing that and so rather than getting to the point where like I just am procrastinating stuff I'll be like okay I'm really just not feeling it I'm not going to you know do all these things so I'm going to load the dishwasher and that's going to be my last thing. And then I'm going to take a break and just Mm -hmm. be done for the night. But I've, since I've stuck to what I told myself I would do before I rest, then once I load the dishwasher, then I feel better about taking, like not doing the rest of the stuff. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, it sounds like we have so much more we could talk about, but we are running out of time. Um, So we better wrap up. Um, So if you enjoyed this episode, um, a less serious uh, one in a similar vein would be um, the episode we did in organization, which was episode 10. And it was one of our favorites. Um, we It's it's a little more lighthearted, but it's kind of a <laughs> similar topic to this one. And um, we hope that you'll check out How to Keep House While Drowning if you enjoyed this episode. I, I really liked the book and it's a quick read. So um, check it out and let's do weekly wins. My weekly win is my stroller wagon again it's not a repeat you tease it, was, it and it then you turn it into it. yeah you like we'll tease it in a previous episode and then like go in depth <laughs> on the i next have one. more to say now that i've used it for another week i i love it i don't know how i ever lived without it i love it so <laughs> much it's great for if you have one kid and a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or if you have more than one kid. But like, <laughs> I've realized that it's worse to be like carrying a lot of stuff and pushing two kids in a stroller than like pushing your stuff in the stroller <laughs> and having a kid walking mm-hmm. by you. Like, but there's no like shame in pushing your stuff around in a wagon if there's a kid in mm-hmm. there. So, like, speaking of shame. Let go of that mm-hmm. shame with the wagon. Yeah. Well, yeah, get a wagon and you'll never feel shame again. It's, <laughs> it's life-changing. You're so right. The so. imagery of pushing stuff in a stroller with a child walking, I, I relate. It is embarrassing for some reason. Yeah. I've been there. Like, I, can't, I can't put a gigantic bag in one of the seats of my double stroller. Mm-hmm. Like... It's got to be a wagon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I I got to say, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the day off of work tomorrow because it's a company holiday. And so my win is I got a lot of good stuff planned. I got the new... Legend of Zelda game pre-ordered. Nice. Getting here tomorrow. And wow. I'm just going to have a nice long weekend. Fun. That sounds That sounds so lovely. Fun. Dave's excited about the game too. Okay, my weekly win was the show Jury Duty. It's on Freebie, <gasps> but it's we I watched it on Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime, um you can watch it there. And I know it's gotten a lot of buzz lately, so I'm not original, but I just loved this show so much. I haven't found something so 
just like heartwarming and fun in a while. And Mm -hmm. you just, I just love shows like that. I feel like one of my favorite tropes I've realized is like a band of ragtag misfits banding (laughs) together and like becoming family. That's like my favorite thing. That's part of why I love Survivor so much is just like I love seeing like the relationships between people you wouldn't expect, you know? Um, So I won't like recap the show because I feel like you could Google it, but um, it is kind of a strange mix of like reality TV, but kind of fiction. Um, It was unique. And uh, if you know, you know, A Bug's Life. That's all I'll say. I was like near tears. It was so sweet. So it does have some language that's bleeped out and then... Um, episode five, I think it was, was pretty raunchy. So I just always feel like I have to give a parental guide. It's not like perfectly (laughs) clean. Maybe skip the last half of episode five, but, um. I just got the Bugs Live reference. I know. It's. (laughs) It took me a minute. It took you a minute. That was like a standout part of the show to me. Oh my gosh. So So sweet. sweet. Yeah. It's a heartwarming, it's just heartwarming fun. It was funny. It's really good. So. I would. I'm gonna have to try. Yeah, this. watch it. I I've heard about Jury Duty, but I I haven't gotten into it yet. I did just finish Thirty Rock a couple days ago, and I'm feeling pretty sad. Well, hey, but <laughs> if you're missing um, James Marsden, yeah, he's on. He's in yeah, it. he's in Jury Duty. He's a oh, huge perfect. part of it. So That's a perfect yeah. transition show. Yeah. Um. Well, my weekly win is a book. I'm. I'm behind the times, but it's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I just finished it for my book club. And uh, I feel like that's like a really popular one. But a lot of the girls at my book club were saying that they'd never heard of it. So if you've never heard of it, you might like it. It's it's very uh, – it made me really sad. It had a really like kind of like sad – but like a tiny bit hopeful ending. And those are maybe like my least favorite kind of endings because <laughs> they just like kind of crush you. But then you're like, should I, I feel like I should be happy, but I'm not. Um, but it was, I really liked it. It was very cute. Uh, kind of a light, um, just fun read. So Awesome. That's always That's been on my list for a long time. I still haven't read it though, but... It's like it's the secret one. life of bees. <laughs> I'm just like someday I'll get yeah, around to like it. Or like the age of Adeline. I don't know. There's like so many. Oh, you mean? Oh, it's not similar. <laughs> it's just one I like have had on my <laughs> list forever. Just, like, the title confused you because the title confused oh. me so much because there was like the yeah. There's like a million titles. Just, there like, are yeah, so many like that, isn't there? Yeah. And also, it's a very similar. Uh, plot or not plot but just like concept to age of adeline mm-hmm. so i kept getting them confused that's so true Isn't the one with the books no, no. it's the one where people don't remember <laughs> her right i yeah people don't remember oh her oh my gosh this is the most confusing. but there are so many like that i know isn't it just a confusing yeah. t- i don't know it's just like i think she just took all the buzzwords <laughs> from so all the most popular <laughs> novels and just put them together including the name adeline <laughs> so uh anyway but it was really good it was worth worth the like hypey title okay i think that wraps it up for this week thanks so much for listening be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website hopculturepod.com we'll also be popping up on instagram throughout the week so follow hopculturepod for more fun see you next week